You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome, Dr. Olitsky. We're delighted to have you on this Viva podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. So let's start right in. Uh, some materials have some of these materials on the market are confusing, and some materials actually have specific prep recommendations. How do you ensure that you are meeting these recommendations uh, in your practice? Any time that I do uh, preparation, especially in the aesthetic zone, I always begin those preparations with something called a mock-up. And that's something I'm surprisingly, that's not something that, that all dentists are using. And so it's, to me, it would be very challenging to make sure that I meet the guidelines of the materials without knowing what the final result is going to look like. And so I like to start with the final result or begin with the end in mind. And the way that I do that is to begin with a mock-up. And mock-ups are carefully planned templates of the way the teeth are going to look when you're finished. And we discuss aesthetic principles, smile design principles uh, with the patients and then with the technician. And then we get something designed exactly the way we want it to look. And we use that as a mock-up. We carry that into the mouth using bisacryl materials and matrices. And so we don't actually start drilling into the teeth until the teeth look exactly the way we want them to look. So through several, through several you know, reductions and guides and things like that, we get to this mock-up stage. And then when you look at the mock-up in the mouth before you actually start drilling on the teeth, you're looking at the teeth the way you want them to leave your office in temporaries. Mm-hmm. From that point, it's easy to use your depth reductions and, and to know that, you know, you need a certain amount of thickness for a material. You go right to that thickness gauge and you go right into the into the plastic that's over the teeth and start removing the plastic. And then when you're done removing those depths, what you have left is simply maybe putting some margins on the tooth and polishing it and you're ready for the impression. But it's difficult to start preparing for aesthetic cases to get the right amount of room that you need for the materials without starting with a mock-up. Mm-hmm. So it seems so, like it seems like the mock-up takes a lot of the guesswork or uh, things that you may not be totally sure of before the case starts. It does, and it's it's a peace of mind thing as well because mm-hmm. you want to make sure somebody's going to leave looking good. So you want to start preparing into the teeth when they already look good. And cert- certain materials certainly need certain amount of depths, but um, you know we've we've been pressing materials very thin or cutting them back to be thinner. And what ultimately what it depends on is some color changes with the preparations. You know, if you want to, if you have a, a significantly darker tooth and you want it to be, you want it to be brighter, if the material that you're using is too thin, then there won't be enough room for the material to block out the darker tooth underneath. Mm-hmm. And so where we can actually make some of these veneers 0.3 millimeters thick, uh, is that thick enough to change the color of a tooth? Maybe not, but if the tooth's already brighter, then 0.3 millimeters, there's plenty thickness to make it a little bit brighter and also make those shape changes that you want to make or length changes. But if the tooth's darker, then, you know, you, we may recommend that you have a deeper preparation on the facial, 0.5 millimeters or even 0.7 millimeters to give yourself a little bit of room to block out the under underlying tooth color to make the, not, the veneer look a little bit brighter when you're finished. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll... Yeah, we have yeah, a lot totally. of variations as far as thicknesses yeah. that we yeah. can use. Well, actually, right on that point that you're making, um, so we can go right into the question on minimally invasive cases. So naturally, a minimally invasive case changes things from a preparation perspective. What else do you need to consider in these cases? Looking In minimal preparation cases, we're really looking for teeth that could use a little bit of volume. I know it sounds odd maybe a little bit obvious, but, you know, teeth that are a little bit smaller or slightly deflective. 
all cases I look at first to make a minimally invasive or even no preparation. And where it used to be more about instant orthodontics and, you know, like the early 2000s, we used to tell patients, we can just straighten your teeth with veneers or with crowns and you don't need to go through braces. Nowadays, it's come back around where we're trying to make things as minimally invasive as possible. So I'll usually recommend the straightening of teeth prior to uh, getting the veneer procedures because then I can, I can tell somebody, listen, we can do these veneers and it'll be 100% in enamel. If it's never going to come off, it's never going to debond for you. It's going to be stronger. It's going to last longer. Mm-hmm. So anytime I can do that for patients, I'll do that. I'll make that recommendation. Um, but it, and we got to make sure we communicate that with the lab that we want it to be a, a no preparation or minimal preparation case. Because then when they do a wax up for you or some kind of mock up for you, maybe they print a mock up model for you. They'll do so in an additive way so that they don't have to remove any of the tooth to do the wax up. So they'll add directly to the, the tooth to do the wax up. So it's an additive wax up, mm-hmm. which means you can achieve that final result without without preparing into the tooth. Make right. sure you're happy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that, that makes that makes total sense. So um, once prepping is complete, we, we all know that we have to fabricate a provisional. So when it comes to provisionals, is your goal to make the provisional look great to give a representation of the final the final uh delivery or make something that you know the patient will return for the final delivery? Yeah. <laughs> that, that question cracks me up because <laughs> I've definitely had both ways. I've definitely had cases where uh, you make the temporaries look almost too good. <laughs> and then they, it seems like you can't make them happy with the porcelain restorations. Right, right. And, um, but I'll, I'll tell you the risks and benefits of both. Mm-hmm. So you, you get to decide. Sounds good. I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of patients into my practice who were already in temporaries. And uh, what will happen is a, a patient will begin treatment with another dentist. And maybe they weren't 100% sure with their choice, uh, their selection when they're doing the research. And then they had maybe had a difficult procedure for the, for, the, uh, for the preparation of the veneers. And then they got their temporaries and they're not happy with the, with the temporaries. Uh, they don't look right, wrong colors, you know, they're concerned about the shapes, and um, the communication breaks down. And so at that point, patients come for second opinion. So um, I'd, be, I'd be very cautious about uh, letting people, letting patients leave your practice without nice-looking temporaries. Uh, this, the second thing is that we want to make sure the temporaries or provisional restorations are a prototype of the final porcelain veneers or crowns giving patients a chance to test drive the look, the color, the shapes, the lengths, the phonetics, the aesthetics, getting, getting an opportunity to work those things out in the temporaries is very important. And I, I tell my patients this when they come in for a consult, we wanna make your temporaries or your temporary veneers look so close to the final porcelain ones that there's no surprise, no shock when you come in to get your porcelain veneers. They look just like your temporaries, that just just a little more natural. Right. And so there's no fear that you're not going to like them because you can imagine what it would be like if you got temporary veneers and you didn't, you know, you didn't like the way they looked. And then you're concerned. Would I like the porcelain ones? Mm-hmm. Now, that would be a, that'd make, that'd be a visit that make you very nervous when you got your porcelain veneers. Right. So I try, I try and alleviate that by giving them something very close to the porcelain restorations. So definitely, uh, definitely agree with, with making them look as close to the porcelain ones as possible and then giving the technician impressions or scans of those provisionals to follow in ceramics. 
Yeah, that's great. Great feedback. Great, great advice, Dr. Lutsky. We appreciate that. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us for this podcast, and hopefully we will see you soon for another one. My pleasure. Thanks.